hard to start. Celebrating 10 years of a community-based exercise program where we welcome everyone to join us, no matter your experience or your pace. The goal of Heart to Start is to use the power of community and movement to help people become their best, healthiest selves together. I'm Dr. James Beckerman. I'm a cardiologist with the Providence Heart Institute in Portland, Oregon, and I've coached the Heart to Start program since we began in 2012. In each episode, I'll be speaking with past participants who inspire all of us in the Heart to Start community and experts from medicine, sports, and performance who can help us better achieve our goals. Later in each episode, I'll be sharing some activity goals for the upcoming week. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Providence and on Instagram at Providence Health System. And before we start, I want our listeners to know that the information provided during this program is for educational purposes only. You should always consult your healthcare provider if you have any questions regarding a medical condition or a treatment. Our Heart to Start participant spotlight welcomes Jane Spire. She's been a participant in our program for a few years now and recently completed the Portland to Coast walking relay with our Heart to Start team that we like to call Heart to Coast. Jane will share about her experience with our program and that includes some challenges and also successes. She's a true representation of dedication and finding her own path toward reaching her summit and how that might not always go as planned. Welcome to Heart to Start. Thank you, Dr. Beckham. It's great to be here. It's really great to have you. Um, as Over the course of these uh, podcasts that we've been uh, recording recently, We've been getting a lot into the journey toward better health, uh, which might mean eating more healthfully, managing stress, and of course, exercise. And when it comes to these kinds of discussions, we'll often hear metaphors like journey and destination, even climbing a mountain, all these things that evoke the idea that the path towards better health can be complicated sometimes. It can be hard and isn't always as straightforward as we might hope or expect. And so I'm really interested in learning more about your journey here today. Maybe start by just sharing with us how you first heard about Heart to Start. Yeah, thanks. Um, so I first learned about Heart to Start in I think it was maybe November, October of 2014. Um, you guys were, were, I think, had maybe it was that your first or second year. Um, and I had started a new job and there was an opportunity to have a team, you know, do a uh, race with the uh, Shamrock Run. And I had just lost a ton of weight. I'd lost about 100 pounds. 
Um, I'd been um, doing a lot of hiking and walking and I thought, oh, well, I could walk a 5K, but what if I ran it and I wasn't a runner? And so I happened to reach out to a friend of mine who I knew was training for a, a marathon. And I said, how do I become a runner? <laughs> and she said, you know what? That's so funny you asked. I just saw this person on AM Northwest. His name's Dr. Beckerman. And he has this new program called Heart to Start. <laughs> and um, so I checked you guys out on the web and I showed up. It turned out like where you guys, was it Dunway Park? It was right near my office. I could go right after work. And so I started training with you and, um, and I met, um, you know, didn't know how to run, but you made it really easy. And one of your cardiac patients was like, we kind of like ended up being running buddies and he was a great inspiration because, um, he was recovering from a heart attack and I was just somebody who was trying to get fit. So surely I could keep up with it, you know? Um, so we were able to inspire each other and, um, and, at, and at the, I remember, you know, when you get to that nine minute, three, you know, 30 second pause, nine minute. And I remember saying, but I don't, I'm not, I haven't run a, I haven't run a 5k. Will I be ready to run a 5k? And you're like, yeah, you will. Cause your body doesn't know that 30 second break. And then sure enough, you did it. I saw you at the finish line with your kid <laughs> and I was like, I did it. And you were so encouraging and grateful. I don't know if you remember any of this stuff, but I, at the time I shared with you, you know, like a year ago I had a BMI of 40 and you were like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And I kept up with the running, you know, with, with that first heart to start, there were lots of raffles and I won a lot of like races and I started doing you know, 10 Ks and I was regularly running like, you know, three or four miles, um, like six mile runs, like four or five times a week. And I, and all that really, really helped with maintenance. And I didn't have to worry about my weight anymore because you run six miles, can eat what you want. Right. Well, then, like you said, the journey. So like I stumbled and it started with like having an issue with my eyes, where I was like in danger of getting a detached retina. And the doctor's like, you can't run anymore because that jostling's going to ruin, you know, it, it might detach your retina. So you have to stop running. And instead of doing like something different, like walking or swimming, I just stopped exercising and I um, gained back every pound I lost plus a little more for good measure over the course of like two or three years. I saw weight loss at the time as a having an endpoint. And the whole time that I was like losing, trying to lose that first hundred pounds, um, I kept thinking like, um, well, I can't wait till this diet, so I can reach my goal weight. Cause like, you know, I can eat what I, like I fantasized about what I was gonna eat. And I have a strategy for maintenance. And, um, and my strategy was, well, I, if I run, I can eat whatever I want and that's not true. Um, so, you know, that was a lesson, <laughs> you know, you can, you wind up right back where you were before, if you don't change, fundamentally change your behaviors. And, and that's what happened. Um, and I was at 285 pounds. Now my BMI was 42. And all the things that 
um, prompted me to lose weight to begin with, came back, um, sleep apnea, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, nerve pain, other things, you know, that um, prevented me from doing this. And I, but I remembered Heart to Start and there was another session coming up and I was like, I would really, um, you know, maybe this is like that helped me before. Let me see if I can do this again. And I started going again. So this would have been like 2018 now, four years later. And um, it was really hard because uh, to run with that much weight is is just really difficult. Um, you know, imagine like if you were had a hundred pound uh, weight on your back, um, you'd barely be able to lift carry it for a short period of time, much less run on it. Um, and, you know, I did it up to about week eight. When we got to about six minutes or five minutes of running, continuous running, I could not do that. And I had, a, again, sort of this all or nothing attitude about, um, you know, like there were other things I, I could have just walked, right? I could have just continued that, um, but that sort of all another attitude. Well, if I can't run, then I guess I can't do it, which was which was wrong. Um, and I stopped coming back after about week eight, so I kind of felt like that was a failure. And um, you know, I should have been easier on myself and and persisted because the importance with fitness is, you know, that you keep doing it. Um, but it did help me kind of get on track. And then I started, um, it took a couple months, but I started actively trying to lose weight. And this time I just, I think I did a lot of thinking about it, about the strategy around it and, you know, made a conscious decision to, that my first 30 days, I just focus on food like that. I track what I put into my body and, and not worry so much about adding exercise right away. And then as the weight came off, I started doing more, I started moving more consciously trying to move more. And then um, when November came around again, I had lost about 60 pounds. I was 220 um, to maybe 225, not sure. And it was another session of heart to start. And I thought, well, I'm still like pretty heavy, but I think I can do this. So I started and I started slow and I, I did run and, uh, and Tracy, uh, was our coach at that point and she was wonderful and there were amazing, inspiring speakers and, um, you know, I, I stuck with it and I stuck with, you know, continuing to try to reduce my calories. And it was so interesting. Um, you know, I have like, a, I have a Fitbit. It's very interesting to see how from November until, you know, February when we finished, how my resting heart rate reduced like, like 10 beats per minute. It was crazy. And, um, and I ran that um, that uh, heartbreaker calf, not the half, but the <laughs> I just did the just did the five k. And um, 
and my boss and um, and the uh, president of our company actually um, uh, signed up for it too, uh, just because I was in there to help inspire me. And uh, my boss ran with me that last like round the track, which was just, you know, when I thought I couldn't finish, it was like, I have to say it was like one of the hardest races I'd ever run, even though it was just a 5k. My time was horrible, but I, it, I had come so far, you know, and um, I know I'm talking all the, doing all the talking here, <laughs> like to ask questions, but um, there, um, one of the speakers that came to Heart Should Start that year um, was talking about setting uh, stretch goals and was talking about like, what's your plan for when the session ends? and was trying to encourage, you know, additional races. And it was just before New Year's. Um, and I came up with this crazy, audacious sort of like goal, like, well, I hadn't even done the 5K yet, right? Um, I'm gonna run a half marathon before the end of the year. That's gonna be my New Year's resolution. And, um, share this with with one of the one of the speakers that you guys had and she's like oh well you know there's you know try this try this and i did a little um googling and i found a program that would that i could join after heart to start ended that would help me get to that half marathon the foot traffic university a local running store here has a running group and um and you know even though COVID happened <laughs> right because this would be 2020 going in after Heart to Start ended. Um, um, I uh, I did that. I did a virtual half marathon that year. I ended up doing two. And then I did one again, um, you know, this year. And and then I got to got really lucky to be invited to do the Portland to Coast, which is a walking thing, which gave me whole new respect for walkers. That is so hard <laughs> to walk fast. Um, and I've just, I've kept up the running. So I'm training for another half um, this year. And um, that'll happen in um, in December. And, um, and I joined a rowing team, which was something I did in high school. And I didn't think I could, uh, I would ever be able to row again. But I realized, you know, I've got the fitness, I can make the time and there's no reason not to do it. And so this was something that was like such a big part of my life, um, you know, when I was, you know, 16, 17 years old, and it's been so wonderful to recapture that. And all of this is truly just kind of started with like getting introduced to fitness from you. Um, you know, your prescription for fitness has inspired me. So I'm really happy to share my story with you. Well, you've inspired all of us, uh, to say the least. I've been so quiet because I'm just kind of in awe. <laughs> and, um, and because you have so many important things to share and to say, you, you're the reason why Heart to Start exists. Um, because, uh, life is complicated journeys are not in a straight line 
And so to have resources and communities available to you that on some level are always there for you to have that uh, little bit of bedrock to cling to when other things may feel a little bit less steady, I think is really important when it comes to any form of journey towards better health or just self-discovery or anything else for that matter. So I'm so thrilled that uh, that's uh, something that that our program has been able to provide for you. And I'm really hopeful that it will be able to provide that sort of thing uh, for other people. Um, you unknowingly have become an expert with respect to how to do something again. And what I mean by that is you made the great point that a lot of us have this misconception that once we arrive at our destination, we're sort of done with our journey. But the secret that nobody tells you is that journey keeps going. And even if you feel that you're at your destination, your destination's always moving as well. And so when you think back to your times where you were more discouraged or frustrated with where you found yourself in that journey, what kept you going? How are you able to say, today is the day I'm doing this thing, I'm changing something because I'm not satisfied with where I am right now or how I'm moving right now on this journey? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I would say with both weight loss situations, it was the immediate thing that was like, I have to do something and I have to start today was, was nerve pain from excess weight. Um, and that's a good motivation. Like the first day I was like, okay, well, today's the day I start my diet, right? Um, someone brought donuts to the office. <laughs> and I was like, I could have a donut or and have massive nerve pain and not be able to sleep. Or I could not have the donut and try to work on my recovery. <laughs> so that was a good motivation for the first little bit. But the thing what I learned that I think is really, really important. And when you talk about, you know, especially when you talk about like the, that journey, what stopped me from, from starting earlier was um, there was a lot of shame around having accomplished this amazing feat of losing a hundred pounds and, um, and completely you know, I viewed it as a failure um, to gain the weight back. What I real, what it was, is not a personal failure. It was a failure of me to to. I stopped monitoring myself. I stopped weighing myself. I stopped tracking what I ate. I stopped tracking my exercise. It was a failure of strategy. It was not a failure for me. And what I had to realize was that I, in order to improve to get better 
to, to get back on track to the to where I wanted to be, to not have nerve pain, to not have high blood pressure, to not have all these, um, you know, comorbidities happening. Um, shame was blocking my way and I had to kick it out of the way to be able to move past it. Um, I had to kind of just own up to it and, um, and you know, uh, uh, have a self-reckoning. Okay, this is where you are right now. This is a good data point. And I started viewing weight loss and then later like exercise and, and getting to those goals. Like the way I would project manage an implementation, you know, like you've got these milestones, you've got measurements and you measure along the way. And are you red? Are you green? Are you yellow? And if you're in yellow or red, like, are your goals the right goals? Do we need to modify those? Because maybe they're not realistic. Or is it your strategy? And what strategies do you need to do to get to green? Because you always want to be moving forward. And so it just kind of, that took all the shame out of it. It was just, it was just a, it's like a job. It's just a project, you know, and completely, and, and there's no willpower involved. It's just strategy. And if, something goes wrong that prevents you from getting to your goal and being green, well, then what strategies do we need to have to make sure that doesn't happen again? Like, you know, you were ravenously hungry and you came home and you ate like an entire bag of potato chips. What can we do to prevent you from being ravenously hungry when you get home so that you don't do that? You know, that was, those were some of the things. It, I think it's so interesting how emotion or an experience like shame, or even at the other end, joy and satisfaction, they can be the drivers. But once it comes to actually problem solving, those emotions are not going to solve problems. In fact, they, they can make problem solving more challenging. It, it, the, the way that you approach this, I can imagine that professionally, you have some experience with this in creating a plan, uh, you know, a project implementation, as I think were the words you used, and thinking methodically. And in in health speak, we often talk about the the word intention and engagement. And it turns out that even those those sound like positive, good feeling words they are actually strategies. Um, the way you describe uh, logging what you ate, recording your exercise, those are ways to implement the idea of being intentional about what you do. Mm -hmm. They're tools to demonstrate that you are engaged in a process. And we certainly know that people who are intentional and who are engaged generally get their projects done on time. Um, yeah, this is great advice for my kids and their homework. <laughs> it's great advice for someone who's trying to manage a chronic health issue. And it's also great advice for somebody who wants to um, have a positive experience as part of a community like Heart to Start. I'm so uh, thrilled 
that you have had a, a positive experience and that you are still experiencing because you're not done yet. Um, before we wrap up, if there's anything that you can share with our listeners who are still on the fence, if that's possible about getting started with the program or continuing it, what uh, sage advice might you have to get started or keep going? Yeah, I would say that um, do not at all be intimidated intimidated by um, the whole idea that you have, there's an expectation that you will run a 5k when you're done. Um, I think the wonder, the beauty of Heart to Start is that they meet every, every body where they are at and try to move them forward. And um, so one of the people, one of the friends that ended up coming to Heart to Start with me, um, the most, the last time that we were in person down at the Catlin Gable track is a woman with two ceramic hips. She's several years older than me. She walks with a limp and um, she's, you know, um, she, she's not capable of running. It's not, it's, it's not good for her. And yet she showed up every single time and she did the program and she worked her hardest and she got a lot of benefit from it and she felt great and it made her feel so accomplished to be able to do it. And so there is going to be someone who is just at your level and wherever you are in your journey, you are right where you need to be when you walk into that track or you do it virtually this year on your sidewalk outside your outside your door. Um, you know, the the point is not to, to log the best time. The point is to is to do it and never quit. And that's the most important part. Especially in these times when we are experiencing um, communities like this in a virtual way, knowing that there are other people out there who are experiencing a journey that may be uh, challenging or complicated, maybe similar than yours, maybe different. I think that's such a great recognition to have. And um, as you said, everybody is welcome and every body is welcome. So wherever you are, you are in the right place to start. Jane, thank you so much for spending time with us today. You are so inspiring. Well, thank you so much. And um, you have inspired me, so thank you. We appreciate all of our Heart to Start participants. Our hope in sharing stories from our community members is that you find connection and inspiration for your own journey. Mm -hmm.